Have you ever heard the greatest story ever told? If not, well, you're in luck. You can hear it today on this episode of The Grafted Podcast, The Greatest Story Ever Told. Welcome to The Grafted Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Weatherly. I want to help encourage you to have an active faith, to engage in God's Word, and to discover your purpose in life. Each episode, we will examine verses from the Bible, find their original meaning, and apply them to our lives today. Each message will end with growth point questions for us to think about. Now, let's dive into this installment of the Grafted Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Grafted Podcast. We have entered the season of Advent. It's the time of expectant waiting and preparation to celebrate both the Nativity of Christ for Christmas and the return of Christ at the Second Coming. Because of this, we're going to take a break from our study of the Book of Romans, and instead we're going to hear the greatest story ever told. Well, the first part of it anyways. So sit back, relax, and listen to this episode with the whole family. To tell the greatest story ever told, we have to go back in time over 2,000 years ago. It was a dark and starry night in the vast desert wilderness of the East, known as Persia. There, a group of wise men that people called Magi, they were there studying the stars. On this particular night, they witnessed an astronomical phenomenon in the sky. Look, a new star has appeared, one of them said. As the Magi started discussing this rare phenomenon, they knew that something special had happened. As they interpreted the meaning of this new star, one of the Magi addressed the group, saying, This must be a sign from God. They noticed that the star appeared over the land of Judah, which meant that the new Jewish king had been born. Not only that, but the birth of the star revealed this new king was special. He would be the king of all kings. We must go and and worship this great and mighty king, the third magi declared. So that night, they set out on a journey heading west as they followed the star. That very same night in a small town named Nazareth sat a young woman named Mary. She was engaged to a hardworking carpenter named Joseph, who just so happened to be the 26 times great grandchild of King David. Mary was pure and innocent and she waited for Joseph to become her husband. That night, Mary sat at her window, staring at the stars, dreaming of the life that she and Joseph would have together. All of a sudden, the room began to shine with a bright light. Mary turned to see an angel of the Lord standing next to her. He wore a white tunic, elegantly decorated armor. He had a sword hanging from his belt on one side and a trumpet made of horn on the other. The glory of God shone all around him, illuminating the room. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you, he said. Mary was shaken up a little and didn't quite know what to think about this weird greeting. 
She wondered why the angel had come to her. Then the angel spoke again, saying, Don't be afraid, Mary. I am the guardian angel of Israel. My name is Gabriel. The Lord has sent me to speak with you. God has chosen you of all women to be blessed. You will become pregnant and will give birth to a baby boy. You will name him Jesus. The boy will be very great and will be called the Son of God. God will give him the throne of King David, and he will rule over Israel, and his kingdom will never end. After hearing all that Gabriel said, Mary thought, How can this be? Then she asked Gabriel, How exactly is this going to happen? I'm not yet married. Gabriel replied, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of God the Most High will overshadow you. This is why the baby will be called the Son of God. You see, Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. Mary believed what the angel Gabriel had told her and responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am ready to serve. Let it happen just as you say it will. A few months later, Mary's belly began to grow and she couldn't hide it any longer. So Mary told Joseph, uh, Joseph, I need to share something with you and you may want to sit down. Okay, Joseph replied. Mary dropped the bomb. I'm pregnant. She told him everything that the angel had said to her, but Joseph did not believe her. Because Joseph was an upright and moral man, he decided to take care of the situation secretly so that Mary wouldn't be humiliated. Late that night, Joseph was up trying to figure out how to handle the news of Mary's pregnancy. He was frustrated and exhausted, and finally he fell asleep. As he drifted into a deep sleep, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, the angel said. The child she is pregnant with has come from the Holy Spirit. The baby will be a boy, and you should name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This baby will save his people from their sin to fulfill the message of God's prophets that said, Watch for a sign. An unmarried woman will become pregnant and will have a son who will be named Emmanuel. When Joseph woke up the next morning, he realized that the dream was a message from God. So he did exactly what the angel said in his dream. He married Mary, but he vowed not to embrace her until the baby was born. Around that same time, the Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus declared that a census was to be taken. This meant that every family needed to travel to their father's hometown. And because Joseph was the 26 times great-grandson of King David's royal line, he packed up his very pregnant wife on a donkey, and they walked a full day from Nazareth to a small town of Bethlehem in Judea. As they arrived in Bethlehem early that evening, it was time for Mary to give birth. There was only one place for travelers to stay, which was a, a small hotel. Joseph went inside the hotel and talked to the owner. Do you have any available rooms for my wife and I so we can be counted in the census? 
Joseph asked. To which the owner replied, There are no rooms left in the hotel. But sir, Joseph argued, can't you see my wife is pregnant and about to give birth? We need a place to stay. Mister, I'm sorry, but we have no rooms left. You'll have to find some place else. The owner sternly replied. Then Joseph begged, Please, sir, it's dark outside, and we have no place to go. Surely you have something, somewhere, anywhere. Okay, okay, the owner answered as he saw the desperation on Joseph's face. There's one place left, but you're not going to like it. Joseph said, we'll take it. There's an empty stall in the stable. It's around back. Stay there if you want. Oh, thank you, Joseph said as he sighed with relief. Mary and Joseph walked around the hotel and saw the stable that was built in the opening of a small cave. It wasn't ideal, but it worked. After all, it was better than nothing, right? As they got settled in the stable, Joseph built a small fire to keep them warm and provided a little light. About that same time, Mary went into labor. Joseph! Mary shouted. It's time! The baby's coming! She said. Joseph grabbed all the blankets he could find and brought them to Mary. And it was there, in that dark and dirty stable where Mary gave birth to her firstborn child, a baby boy. Mary swaddled him snugly in one of the blankets and she nursed him, while Joseph lined an empty feeding trough with the blankets. When Mary was finished feeding the baby, she laid him in the feeding trough. Now at the same time, not too far away, in a field just outside of Bethlehem, there were some shepherds. They sat under the stars next to a crackling campfire, watching their sheep. Suddenly, a bright light appeared, and an angel appeared out of nowhere and stood in front of them. He was wearing a long, flowing white tunic, and the light of God's glory shone all around him. The shepherds were frightened. Don't be afraid, the angel told them. I'm here to give you good news that will bring joy to the whole world. The Messiah was born tonight in Bethlehem. Go, look for the baby. He is wrapped in a blanket and lying in an empty feeding trough. As the angel finished speaking, a choir of angels appeared behind him. They were all dressed in long flowing choir robes and shining with the glory of God. They began to sing a heavenly hymn with their voices that brought praises to God. They sang the chorus, Glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all people on earth who please Him. When the angels ascended back to heaven, the shepherds looked at each other in awe. Um, did anybody else see that? One of the shepherds asked. Yes, the others all said at the same time. We must go and see this baby, one of them said. Another one shouted, Yes, we must go and worship the Savior. I think I know where he is, another one proclaimed. So they all jumped up and ran as fast as they could to find the baby in Bethlehem. When they arrived at the stable, they saw Mary and Joseph and stared in awe at the baby lying in the feeding trough. The shepherds believed what the angel shared with them, and they began to worship the baby. And later that evening, 
on their way back to their camp, the shepherds praised God for what they had seen. They told everyone they met about the child and what the angel had told them. And the people who heard it were captivated by what the shepherds were saying. Over the next week, Joseph found an acceptable place for Mary and the baby to stay. He also registered his family for the census. And on the eighth day, early in the morning, Joseph and Mary took the baby to the temple in Jerusalem. They went to present the baby to the priest according to the law of Moses. As they entered the temple, a man by the name of Simeon was waiting for them. Simeon was a good man, old in age, and was full of the Holy Spirit. Simeon constantly prayed that help would come to Israel. Earlier that day, the Holy Spirit fell on him. The Holy Spirit showed him that he would see the Messiah before he died and then led him into the temple. With a big smile on his face, Simeon took the baby from Mary. He held the baby tight in his arms as he began to praise God. Simeon prayed, Oh Lord, I can now live out my days in peace as you have promised. Now I have seen your salvation that you have given for everyone. He is the light that will reveal you to the nations and is the glory of your people. When he finished praying, Simeon looked at Mary and Joseph and blessed them, saying, This child has been destined to cause many to rise and many to fall. He is the sign from God, but many will stand against him. Because of this, the deep thoughts of many hearts will be discovered, and the sword will pierce your very soul. When Simeon finished speaking to Mary and Joseph, an 84-year-old woman walked in. She had spent her entire life worshiping God by praying and fasting day in and day out in the temple. Her name was Anna, and she was a prophetess. Anna cherished the baby and began to praise God when she saw him. She started sharing about the child with everyone in the temple. Mary and Joseph had treasured everything that was said about their baby. Now it was their turn to present the baby to the priest in the temple. Who is presenting this baby in the presence of the temple today? The priest asked. His mother Mary and I do, Joseph replied. And what is the name given to the child? The priest asked. Joseph answered, His name will be Jesus. The priest took Jesus, circumcised him, and said, It has pleased God to give Joseph and Mary the gift of this baby who is called Jesus. We dedicate and set him apart as being holy to God as their firstborn child. We give thanks to God for this child. At the end of the day, after fulfilling the requirements of the law, they returned to Bethlehem. Two years had passed, and the Magi from the east were still following the star. On their journey, the star led them to Jerusalem. When they entered the city, they asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We witnessed his star appear from the far-off eastern lands and have followed it so we can worship him. Herod had become king of Judea at the time. But there was a problem. He was not a descendant of King David. The Jews didn't like him and they didn't fully accept him as king. 
When Herod heard the rumors about what the Magi were asking, he knew his job was in danger. He thought that another king had come to take over, which made him extremely upset. Herod would do anything to stay king, so he called the priests and the scribes to look into where this newborn king was to be born. One of the priests spoke up and quoted from the prophet Micah, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. King Herod summoned the Magi to a private meeting, and he pretended to be a devout believer. When exactly did this new star first appear? Herod asked. The Magi answered, We first saw the star two years ago. Herod revealed the prophecy from Micah to the Magi and sent them on their way to Bethlehem. On their way out of the palace, Herod said, Send a messenger back to me when you find the child, so I can come and worship him too. The star appeared again as the Magi set out towards Bethlehem. It led them straight to a little house in Bethlehem where Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus were living. Who could that be? Joseph thought as he went to answer the door. Can I help you? Joseph asked the wise men. We are from the east, one of them said. And another said, two years ago, we saw the star of a new king appear. We have been following the star for two years to worship and give presents to the new king, the third magi said. The star has led us here to your house. May we come in, the first magi asked. Joseph remembered what the angel who appeared to him in the dream had revealed. And Joseph said, please, please come in. As the Magi entered the house, they saw Mary holding Jesus. They bowed down in front of him and worshipped him. The first wise man opened up his bag and pulled out a beautifully carved wooden box. He opened the box as he set it in front of Jesus. It was inlaid with purple cloth and filled with gold. The second wise man set an ornately forged circular metal container in front of Jesus. He opened the metal container to reveal frankincense. Finally, the third magi unwrapped an ornately painted bottle. As he sat it in front of Jesus, he pulled the cork out, which allowed the sweet smell of myrrh to fill the room. Each gift was costly, luxurious, and was suitable for celebrating the birthday of a new king. Mary and Joseph were amazed by what the Magi had brought. Late that evening, after the Magi had left, everyone had fallen asleep. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a second dream. King Herod wants to kill the child, the angel warned. Get up now and take Mary and Jesus to Egypt. Stay there until I come back to you. Joseph sat up startled. He woke up Mary and they sat out that night to take Jesus to Egypt. Early the next morning, King Herod found out that the Magi had disobeyed him. In a fit of rage, Herod called all of his soldiers, go to Bethlehem and kill all the boys who are there who are two years and younger, he ordered them. This brutal action fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah 
which said, People will cry out in Israel, weeping for their children because they were killed. Several years had passed since Joseph moved Mary and Jesus to Egypt. Late one evening, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a third dream. Get up, the angel said. King Herod has died. It is now safe to take Mary and Jesus to your home. Joseph woke up the next morning. Mary, Mary, he happily shouted. Well, you're sure in a good mood this morning, Mary said with a little laugh. The angel of the Lord came to me in a dream last night. Guess what he said, Joseph exclaimed. I don't know, Mary replied. What did he say? Joseph excitedly said, We can go home. The angel said it was safe to return to Israel. Mary and Joseph were extremely excited that they could take Jesus to their home in Israel. So they packed up all of their belongings and returned to their home in the small Galilean town of Nazareth. It was there where Jesus grew up. He became strong and he was known for wisdom beyond his years. And God poured out his blessing on him. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grafted Podcast and hearing the greatest story ever told. My prayer is that each of us will have an amazingly blessed Advent season as we celebrate Christmas and prepare for Jesus' second coming. God bless you and have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grafted Podcast. If you did, please help more people find it by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing. My family serves as Assembly of God World Missionaries, and our ministry is sustained through prayer and financial support from pastors, churches, and individuals like you. For more Bible teaching and to find out how you can become a ministry partner, please visit our website, showingtheworld.com, and don't forget to follow us on social media. Until next time, thanks for listening.